Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher. Good morning, Mr. Rains. Well, I just got back from uh, putting on another race yet again. And I have something crazy I want to talk about with that. It is crazy. It's sad. It's very sad. But we're going to save that for later. We're going to save that for later. Asher, this is the top things people have seen while out for a run. Number one, we got it from Alex Boney. I was thirty six I was thirty-six miles deep running the shippy. It was January and it had been torrential downpours for twelve hours up and down two hundred foot hills. It was night and my first real DMT release happened. My headlamp died and I started seeing tree ants walking all around me, watching me. As they walk circles around me. So, uh, yeah. Alex, I guess, had a bunch of uh, tree things coming to life, walking around him 36 miles into a night race. So He was hallucinating. Yeah, apparently. Uh. I'm glad I'm not Alex, 36 miles deep, running the shippy. The shippy. <laughs> Hugh Alis, he said, a topless Sunday. <laughs> this is funny. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of like a Texas creek here. A topless sunbather in a creek. Now imagine you're just like running in the woods, like running some like back roads, bro. And you look in a creek, like one of those crappy creeks with like the rocks are like all cracked up and nasty and rugged. And then you get the little tiny four inch stream of water going down. And then boom. Topless sunbather, sitting there. Yeah, I'd be shocked too. Can Somebody commented, "Pick with the two eye emojis looking left." <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Henry Miller, Henry Hank Miller, he says, <laughs> he says a possum was running after me on the trail, and I even stopped to throw snowballs at it. So this guy's throwing snowballs at this thing, man. And he but he really but he relentlessly wouldn't stop coming. Henry, what in the world did you have a smell on you or something? Why in the world is a possum gonna be coming at you? And also, side tangent, why is possum spelled like that? Opossum. It's not how you pronounce it, man. It's not opossum. It's possum. But hey. You know what? That's English. That's the English language for you. Um, Todd Todd had a very interesting experience. Todd said he got jumped by two shady individuals, and he had to defend himself. This other person said, "What happened next?" Todd says, "I was able to convince them that they had made a bad decision when I deployed my backup plan." 
they ran off and I watched him go after a little bit. I watched him go and after a little bit, I decided to finish my run, although I was on high alert for the remainder of it. That was about a month ago. Old Todd got jumped, dude. But he pulled out that little American pistol. Probably. I don't don't even know. Is Todd even American? Yeah, he is. And he has... This this is really funny. When you look at his Facebook page, (laughs) his banner is a bunch of uh, pictures of him shooting guns. (laughs) Yes, sir. So Todd got jumped. And uh, I have a feeling Homeboy was strapped. Because his Facebook page, he has like 20 pictures of him shooting guns. So, <laughs> dang. They, they mess with the wrong dude. I feel like these gun guys, they're always like waiting for the moment to where they get to defend themselves. And then when they do, it's like the whole, they've been preparing for this their whole life. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with the dude that has 20 guns of him shooting them on his Facebook page. So, uh, Garrett, which we know Garrett, <laughs> Garrett says he had a giant turkey chase after he, chase after him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And I, I like, I really like Brad's post. Brad said men without shorts over their tights. I agree, Brad. I agree, man. Because when we had a, back, back in college, when we had track practice, these dudes would show up in tights. And I hope you weren't one of these, Asher. You might have I was been. Definitely, I definitely was one of those. Yeah. This These dudes would show up with these tights, and you could see everything. It was terrible, man. I'm like, dude, like, how'd you jump, bro? You know? <laughs> I feel like mine was pretty hidden. Not to delve into that topic, but... And, dude, they're just so comfortable. Oh. I mean, you can't beat There's still some shorts over it. I don't know. I never did the. I never did the tights with nothing else. Half tights, yeah. So now I will admit, for the benefit of you know the surrounding women, I would if my tights were too thin, I'd wear an extra pair of like tight underwear under them, just to prevent any any bad feelings towards me. Um, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta look out for others in that regard. So uh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how these cats do it. Some people they throw, which I think this is you, but they just throw on some running shorts and no (laughs) underwear. And I'm like, what the crap, dude? Like, do your legs not shave or something? That's definitely me. (laughs) Bro. So weird. Like, how do you even do that, dude? Like, are you, for me, if I throw on some shorts and no underwear, my legs are going to chafe in between. Really bad. So, yeah, I've, I've learned over the years, uh, you can't, if you're not sweating, you can't not go some form of, like, tights. So, whether that's underwear or half tights, for me at least. So, some of these dudes, you know, I'm sure there are some that are listening to this podcast. Y'all just got skinny skinny thighs. So there's no rub, you know, and y'all have the benefit of not being, not creating friction down there. But in my case, probably Briston's case, we're, we're a little bigger. We got those, those, those tree trunk legs, uh, me, especially towards the calves, but Briston too on the thighs. And man, whenever there's no like 
smooth glide in between my thighs. <laughs> it's just, it, it ends up raw. So I've, I've had a couple, a number of runs. I won't say a couple. I've had a number of runs where I've been like, yeah, I'll probably be all right if I just go out for my 13-mile long run in these shorts with just the the liner and no real dividing line between my thighs and dude you, you know you know the end of that story it's you get back you finish your run you're you're in pain because of the aerobic pain or the whatever your legs are sore but what's the thing you have to deal with for like the next two days three days it's that red spot right between your thighs that's raw and you're like ah ah you're trying to get around you can't shower that's just brutal well, yeah, you, you can't, can't, take a you can't shower. shower but it's the most miserable shower of your life so yeah it's just no good yeah so I've, I've definitely been there yeah i guess you're right about the skinny thighs i don't know why i got big big thighs dude i don't I don't know. I'm a skinny dude. I don't know why. My my grandpa always told me that all the food I eat just goes straight to my legs. I guess. So, I guess he's. Yeah. I guess he's right, dude. But uh, but, yeah, man. Like I'm thinking about that right now. Oh. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Especially the showers, dude. You get in the showers and it starts burning, and you're like, oh, can't do much. Uh, really can't do much about it. And I think a lot of the a lot of runners are just stubborn, like. uh, we know what's going to happen if we don't wear our tights or we don't put on a little body glide or whatever. It's going to end up raw. And for some reason, you're like, oh, maybe maybe today's the day where I sweat just enough to, to keep myself from, you know, creating friction between my thighs. And it just never goes that way, unfortunately. I think sweating's even worse, dude, because it still rubs raw. And when it does, now you got sweat going in and it stings. It stings, yeah. That's true. Welcome to the uh, the shave club, the, th- the thigh club. shaving club. If you're in the thigh shaving club, I want you to uh, I want you to uh, leave a review on this podcast with hashtag thigh shaving club. Yeah, that'd be funny because when people go to look at reviews for the podcast, they're gonna be like, "What is thigh shaving club?" They got that thigh. I just shave. think that'd be funny. I encourage you to do that. But uh, I was let me say this too. Uh, I know some guys have problems with this, and especially some bigger people is you'll just chafe in weird areas after long runs. So like, I I would when I was lifting a lot in college, my back got bigger, and so like my shoulders would naturally push themselves out. And whenever I would run like long runs. Right where my shoulder or like the back of my arm meets my torso, I would chafe. <laughs> and like these little spots right next to my elbows. And that was completely new. And That's I know, you know, massive, Asher. Oh, right. Yeah. But I know people experience it's just running is crazy. It'll just create all these little <laughs> pains for you outside of like actually having a run. And I guess that's just part of the sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, you know, talking about little things that hurt whenever we're running, dude. Man, there's a couple things that I just don't like that bother me when I run. That's not running related. And uh, I would say, and I don't know why this is, 
but um so i've been wearing like these waterproof rain jackets running out here in the cold well i had this old jacket that i got from the thrift store that was supposed to be a rain jacket it it just gets soaked and i get soaked so i bought this really nice solomon uh rain jacket It it was expensive you know solomon brand i was like okay this is like true trail and ultra running type stuff right here so I buy this rain jacket and I and I run it. I ran uh, six miles in it yesterday, and sure enough, dude, it soaked right through. And I was like, I thought this was a rain jacket, but it soaks through, and I get wet. I'm like, what's the point of this jacket? It's not a windbreaker. So I don't know, dude. Um, I think I'm I'm gonna send a complaint to. Solomon or something or email and be like, hey, I bought this rain jacket. What's up? I need to maybe just look at the receipt and even even see if it's even a rain jacket. Yeah. It might just be like, I don't know, some type of like, if you're cold and it's dry, here's a jacket to throw on that's not too heavy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not happy, Solomon. Not happy. But um. anyways, I guess we can hop into the story of that I had prefaced this episode with the story is actually a sad story it's sad um it's not even a story it's not even like it happened it's a, it's a it's happening thing so i went down to the uh uh texas hill country and we were putting on the frio trail runs and i was talking with the foreman there Foreman is the guy that works the ranch. So I was talking with him. And as I was talking with him, he let me know that um, there's there's was a lot of, uh, what's the word he used? Because he used a very, he, he used a very interesting word uh, that I didn't understand at first. Oh yeah, there's a lot of drop-offs. Because I was talking about the border because we were right. We were only probably like less than 100 miles away from the border. We're pretty close to the border um, of Mexico. And that's where everybody's just coming in. Um, so I, I asked him like, hey, have y'all, have y'all seen anything with this border coming in? Uh, with all these people coming in through the border, you know? And he said, well, last time I talked to him, which was in October... The foreman said, yeah, I lock my doors at night and or I don't lock my doors at night. Let me let me fix that. I don't lock my doors at night and it's a really small, quiet town. That's what I. So that was th- a couple months ago. Well, I'm talking to him now and he's like, yeah, I lock my doors now. And he tells me how there's these things called drop offs and they happen along these these back road, windy, small road highways back here in the hill country. And he tells me how there's police chases on these. And you have to think that turn radius is like the turn suggested speed limit is like 25 mile an hour on these turns. And they're going like 50 down these things. And there's these police chases happening. And he said that one time um, on their property, he saw like two flashlights um, on a certain road at night on their property, which they own this huge ranch. So it's very big. And uh, he thought it was just people tracking some deer. So he went back there and he flashed a light on them. 
kind of like flashing like hey this is private property so anyways he went back in there and he didn't see him like they had just left i guess and uh anyways he was talking to a neighbor a couple days later and he was like yeah man like those people they were um doing a drop-off probably or they were doing a drop-off actually because that's a popular thing what a drop-off is is it's a dropping off or an exchange of a uh of human trafficking is what it is so they're they're exchanging people um for whatever reasons because that's that's a big thing right now is uh people being enslaved for sexual reasons mainly and so um that was pretty wild to hear so you know we were locked and strapped each night because we were staying at the ranch so we were locked and strapped prepared for anything um at the ranch so um yeah i thought that was pretty wild man that that was happening and that was it that was at one of our trail races like uh that's the area of one of our trail races um so yeah i thought that was pretty sad man but i say that to bring awareness to it and uh i thought people would find that interesting and a little wild so yeah yeah but uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I know that's a sensitive topic for people in Texas because, I mean, really nationwide, it's a sensitive topic. But especially, and I think both you and I know where we stand on the issue. But I think for especially people that live close to that influx of um, illegal immigration that it's it's more than just you know people coming into our country it's people taking resources it's people having to find a place for themselves it's people having to try and assimilate when really that's you know you don't know what you're getting into whenever you come to a land where you have no understanding of the law no understanding of the history, no understanding of the culture or the norms, especially, I mean, think about how different America is portrayed in the view of the public eye, like in terms of Hollywood versus what little Texas towns are like, you know, like you'll see some old Westerns. It'll be like, all right, that's kind of what Texas is like. But I mean, it's exactly that it's unlocked doors and everybody knows everybody and when you got a bunch of people that have never been around don't even speak your same language what skills do they have maybe none that's like well what does little texas town do they yeah, i was they I stay was strapped running, I, I was running with a guy from uh mexico like he like he had family in mexico and he went often uh, I was running with him here in town one time and we were running our public walking trail here in town and like next to this walking trail are people's backyards and they're just wide open. Like you pretty much just like hop back there, do whatever if you wanted to. And he was talking about how like that's so crazy to him and that when he moved here, he it was so crazy to see that like people just left their backyards open like that. People didn't have bars on their doors and windows. 
Like he thought that was crazy because anybody could yeah. just break in so easily. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. I and I, you know, I've, I've, I was thinking about that too. Ash, you're like, if if we were put into America or not even America, but another country with nothing, it's like, where do you even start, man? Because like, I mean, just to get like a a basic job, like uh, work working your own. I don't know, Taco Bell, McDonald's, just to get like a super easy to get into entry level job, you have to have uh I feel like you can't just hop in. You gotta have um you gotta have some resources, you know. And so right. I don't know how these people do it, man. So like respect to them that, that actually make it because I don't I don't know how they make it, dude, but they do. Um yep. but yeah. But anyways, well, I think we about hit our time on this. But uh, if you enjoyed listening, make sure you leave a rating. If you want to support the show, we got Patreon. Shout out to our currently two Patreon members that we got right now. Um, but uh, if you want to join there, that's that's their link in the description, link below. But if you uh, enjoyed listening, we'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting the Bull. Happy trails, y'all. Happy trails. And uh, yeah, see y'all next Monday.